0: No reason to exist. This is kind of hard to hear, so I'm going to turn it way up for a second. So that's the sound of a dog snoring. It's Saturday morning, and Gordon and Keely, the dogs, and I were downstairs in the kitchen. Here, I'll turn this down again. We're down in the kitchen, and I am doing maybe the most indulgent thing I can currently imagine, and that is I'm sitting in a giant chair with a sleeping dog reading the New Yorker magazine. I'm reading an article by Joshua Rothman. It's called Choose Wisely. It's about making big decisions. And essentially he says that when you make a big decision, you are transforming yourself. Because you don't know what it's going to be like to have made that decision. When you decide to move to San Francisco or Adopt a child or even get a new dog. You don't know what it's going to be like. So decisions are aspirational. You are becoming something else. And there was also an interesting bit about bounded rationality, which is the idea that your decision process is limited by what you know in the moment. And you don't know all the things that could happen because you make a decision. When you make one decision it leads to options in the future and it takes away options in the future and you don't know what those are. I get to the end of the article and I've kind of maybe pushed the limits of Saturday morning. I've got to get things going. I've got to feed the dogs. The dogs are excited because the big blue bag is here and I think that when that bag is first open the food must Taste really fresh that first time before it has a chance to off-gas or something so they get excited when when we open the bag. Well, I'm cutting open the dog food it's a perfectly normal post-indulgent Saturday morning and we have this small metal garbage can It's about two feet tall and we keep the dog food in there because if you just leave it in the bag, sometimes little mice come in and chew through the bag cause it must smell really good. And before I feed them, I'm gonna put all the food into the can. Something pretty satisfying about that. Pouring it's right up to the brim with kibble. And then it's time to feed the dog. So I go and I get the bowls. And then I realized, you know when they show someone baking a cake in an old-fashioned cookbook or magazine recipe and there's that little scoop that they scoop the flour with? Well we have one of those, it's made of wood and that's what we use to scoop the dog food. And At this moment, I realize that scoop is all the way at the bottom of this can under all the kibble. And remember that long, satisfying sound of 30 pounds of kibble going in. Well, now we have to project back. You might think, well, you could just scoop it out with the bowl itself for a while until you get to the bottom. But I'm not just some guy living alone wearing my robe all day, eating blocks of cheese. I live with someone and we have, you know, grown accustomed to certain levels of convenience and some of us are not gonna be happy unless we have that scoop. So I gotta go in. I gotta go in, dig into that can of kibble. So I'm digging my hand down through about two feet of kibble. The dog, Gordon, is staring at me. What are you doing? I can only use my right hand because on my left wrist I now have an old watch that I've had forever and my new Fitbit. And I don't want to get them into the dog kibble. So this, I have to tell you, hurts. (laughs) It hurts my fingertips because I have to dig through these crusty little pebbles. And it's heavy. And I'm thinking about I was in elementary school maybe and they talked about if you went in a submarine and somebody, if you went in a submarine and, and somebody had a styrofoam cup on the outside of the submarine, or maybe they had a hook to a string or something, and then you went down underwater and then you came up, it shrunk because the water pressure was so great. It would shrink the cup. So I'm thinking about the pressure Two feet of kibble. I'm just digging down. I can't even feel the scoop at all. I can't get my hand deep enough. So I dig for a long time, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. And I'm just crouched down over that can, reaching in with just my right hand. Because like I said, I don't wanna reach my left hand in because my watch and my Fitbit are on the other wrist. It doesn't occur to me I could remove those But I dig and dig with that one hand, and I just, I can't get it. At this point, I decide, no. I have to lean it over. There's no other way. I can't get down there. If I tilt it, it's gonna fall out. So what I do, I crouch down and I'm gonna use sort of the front of my stomach there, just the general groinal front, middle part of myself as a just sort of something to keep the kibble from spilling everywhere. And I'm just gonna so I'm squatting down, I'm tilting the can towards myself, and now There's a little tiny kind of level where I can reach in along the side of the can and get a little deeper down. And so I'm digging in again. And the dog, he's right here. He's really excited. (laughs) This is amazing to him. He can't believe we're doing this. So I'm digging. I'm able to get deeper into the can. I can feel that the thing in there. I can't budge it, but I can feel it. But then I start to hear a different sound. The seal is broken. It's raining kibble. Gordon's helping me clean up. But at this point, really, what do I have to lose? I decide I've got to do it. I'm putting, both, I'm putting both hands in, I'm crouching. Hi Gordon. Gordon's really excited about this whole process. I'm digging in there. I'm digging in there with both hands, with my right hand and with my left hand with the watch on it and the Fitbit on it. It hurts. I'm jabbing my hands in there. I could feel that scoop. I can move it. I'm starting to be able to move it a little bit. Push it to the side, push it to the other side. I got a grip on it. And then Out, and I realize I am transformed. I am a person who has dug their hand to the bottom of a two foot tall can of kibble, and it feels great. And then I look at my arms and the cuffs of my sweater are both covered with brown powder and I smell my hands and they smell terrible. And then I washed my hands for a long time. Special thanks to Keeley and Gordon for waiting patiently to be fed while I read. If you like the podcast, you can find out more about it at noreasontoexist.com. Also, share it. Tell people about it. And if you like the fact that I don't talk about audiobooks or mattresses, you can support the podcast with money at patreon.com slash No reason to exist. And if you already support the podcast, however you do support the podcast, thank you. We all live in a cable submarine, a cable submarine, a cable submarine. We all live in a cable submarine, a cable submarine. A, we all live in a, submarine. a, submarine. a submarine. We all live in a cable submarine. A cable submarine. A cable submarine. We all live in a cable submarine. A cable submarine. A cable submarine.